This is the Grey Area Podcast, talking all things rap and hip-hop from the UK to across the pond. The facts are black and white, but our opinions are somewhere in the middle. We're about the music, not the gossip. Positive more than negative. Quality over quantity. Substance is worth more than clickbait. Um, okay, right. So I guess, seeing as it's the first time we've, uh, we're doing this for the podcast, we should probably explain how, how the series works. So um, for the one listener out there that's uh, putting up with the crappy internet and dodgy microphones and all that, this is um, Discogs Discussions. And it's a series we've come up with which explores the discography of some of the best and most influential artists in rap and hip-hop. And for the first edition, we're going to talk about Kid Cudi. Um, how it works is, so prior to the recording, we separate an artist's career into three eras. So for Cuddy, era one is 2008 to 2011, era two is 2012 to 2015, and era three is 2016 to the present. Yeah, so uh, my pick from era one is from Man on the Moon. Um, it just makes the most sense to go for that. I was going to go for Man on the Moon too, but I feel like I should go like with the first Kid Cuddy song that really like gripped me. Easy. This is Easy Sunday morning, and we're right here on a beautiful morning in Cleveland, Ohio. Man played the whole track. You had to play the whole track because he's at the end. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, I forgot that he was at the end of this track, if I'm <laughs> honest. But um, yeah, higher, man. After that. Higher is, I don't know, that, that song makes you feel high. That song, for me, gives an example of the best of what Kid Cudi can do. Like, Kid Cudi can do that all day. And it's just dreamy and I don't know. Quintessential stoner music. Yeah, it's just this, it's enchanting what he does there. Mm. Then he gets into that deep little bag where he's doing all the quick little flows and stuff. Mm. Amazing. He caught he caught a mad flow. I wasn't expecting that. Nice, nice. I wasn't expecting mm. that. Okay, well, uh, my pick, um, I've gone all the way back. I thought because we're talking about Kid Cudi and his career and Everything about him today, I thought, why not start with where he's from? So my pick is Cleveland is the reason. I forgot about that mixtape, man. Same. Yeah, likewise. So partly the reason why I went for that one was because I had a feeling you wouldn't go for a track from that project so I thought well let me just put something in but also do you know what it is as I was listening through it there's obviously better tracks that Cuddy made around that time or things that you would call um sort of you know classic Cuddy and whatnot but when I when I was just sort of doing the, the research and whatnot all the talk about Cuddy and his influences about how he you know influenced this generation of emo rappers and he was very vulnerable in the lyrics and uh spoke about mental health and that but i was, I was thinking i remember cuddy having fun tracks like yeah. stuff you didn't really need to think mm-hmm. too much about and that to me is like the the perfect well not the perfect but one of the the great just laid back chill fun cuddy tracks and the beat is the beat is like enchanting again it's another it's another moment where he's riding a type of beat that i don't think most people could really do that on you know catchy hook melodies um <coughs> don't get me wrong the bars aren't the best but it doesn't matter he's having fun in it and theo you can tell me about this because i know you're big into your basketball i know sam you like it too but have the cleveland Cavs have they ever played this song like on on a walk like when the players come out or for a 
probably not promotion for the team. Probably not. The time this would have come no, out, they weren't playing. Know, exactly. They weren't playing yeah. rap music to uh, to yeah, out songs. Exactly. It was a lot of like, oh, okay, whatever yeah. the music. It was they weren't playing rap back then. They started playing rap like 2010 forwards. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yep. this would have been a good sort of build-up song yeah. for the playoffs or something. Is like Theo that. drinking wine? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what is he drinking? <laughs> Man said he needs a glass of wine by sundown. Lol. But yeah, no, I forgot. I completely forgot about that um, that whole mixtape. To be honest, I'm looking at it now, and I remember Maui Wowie was my favorite off that. Yeah, that's mm. a fun track. That's another one. Pillow Talk as well is good, and like th- there's other examples on there that you would say, oh, that's classic Cuddy, like Man on the Moon and stuff. Cool. So, <clears throat> so um, like you, like you all, I've gone for um, a song that was on this first al- album, and it's stuck with me ever since I listened to it, and that song is. Cuddy Zone. Why? Why Cuddy Zone? Me, I like going into a zone, and with that song, I don't know everything about it, makes you feel like you're on a journey, like literally to the moon. You feel like you're in your own zone, excuse the pun, of the of the trap. But even the lyrics and everything around it, he's finding his happy place. And he says like when he's in his mind, he's in his zone. And that, that serenity that he gets and that happiness when you're in a zone. And I can relate to that because when I'm in my zone, that's me. I'm just... So what you're saying there is when you're in your zone, you feel like... Literally, yeah, literally. <laughs> I can't sing like that. But, you yeah, know, yeah. I try. No, but that's, why it's, it, but that's what's so amazing about it. So... Had to be that song for me. Comments from anybody else? Sean looks like he has something deep to say. No, no, I was thinking it was, I, I was thinking, oh, it's quite a personal choice for you. Um, mm. you, you know, I didn't know, I, I didn't know you liked that song that much. Um, oh, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, it's one of those ones where there's a lot of examples where the, the hook, especially, is quite, um, what's the word, hypnotic in a way. Takes, takes you into, like you say, a different zone and whatnot. Yeah. I'm there's so sure. many classic uh, Cuddy records on that first album. Second two, but the first one. Well, it, to to be to be honest, his mixtape is actually the the thing that made him blow up because Day and Night is what popped off. Yeah, and then then true. there was that big remix that was yeah. done over here that went insane. Rubbish. Yeah, but I remember I remember that everyone liked the remix, but I was like, no, the original song is way better. It gives you a different yeah. vibe, like yeah. Yeah. And the original aged way better as well. Oh god, I don't even mm. I don't even think I want to listen to that now. But it was it was good for pies, you know, it was nice to hear a little bit yeah. of rapping going on in the pies. Okay, we come to Kieran. Yes. I was so it's hard because like I feel like his most famous songs are like the nightmare tracks on Definitely. Man on the Moon One. Yeah. Mm. Um and actually one of them really stuck with me in like re-listening recently. So I was going to pick it, but I think I've changed my pick just because um, we didn't get anything from Man on the Moon 2. So I felt like that mm. deserved a bit of credit. Mm. I was mm. originally going to... What are you going to say? I won't lie. It was it was tough to not pick a lot of Man on the Moon 2 because I, yeah, I listened to Man mm. on the Moon 2 a lot, a lot. Yeah. Mm. So my original pick was going to be Alive Nightmare because I just like Kid Cudi's weirdest songs and I think that is a really weird song. But instead, I'm going to pick Mr. Rager. Yeah, I think that just because I think it's arguably one of his best songs, just composition-wise and everything. 
No, definitely. It's the producer. The guy is Emil something. He did a lot of stuff with Cuddy on his first album and on this album. But I just, I like his style on this as well. Like it's kind of that, it sounds kind of like XX, like how their first album sounded, that kind of like mm. lo-fi, very simple. But then it, it builds nicely to the chorus. I really do like that song. Yeah, it's like the cross with hip hop as well just completes it all. Mm. Um, mm. It's also like really rocky with that bass line as well. 100%. To go back to the XX point, he was uh, quite influenced by a few of the bands around that time, wasn't he? And MGMT, Vampire Weekend. Well, yeah, he collaborated uh, yeah, with them on his true. first album. So, mm. so he's, yeah. yeah. He's one of those people that wasn't afraid to, not genre hop, but definitely like to try, you know. Blending them. Blend, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Blend, yeah. But that's one thing you've got to give him is you can't really, I don't think you can really put him in a box, you know, confidently. There are so many different styles and influences and whatnot. You said earlier, Sean, about the whole emo aesthetic and that type of thing. That's, mm. that is what that is, is that kind of, even the, the chorus, he's almost yeah. technically screaming, like that type of like shouting thing. It can come mm. off pretty pretty shit sometimes, but there it, it yeah. lands perfectly. But it taps into that though, because you you got those people who listen to that sort of music anyway, tapping into Cuddy. They'll all be talking about Cuddy. I remember it from when I was younger. Anyway, like everyone, um, all like sort of Morocco friends, they love Kid, uh, Kid Cuddy because it can tap into that sort of that range, and that's how his popularity popularity grew as well. Because, well, he's like you, like we were all saying, he was he's very versatile, isn't he? So everyone listens to him really. Definitely, mm. definitely. And what, like what I was saying before about how when people seem to speak about his career and his influence, that's the sort of song they usually go to and that sort of content, yeah. lyrical content mm. and whatnot. And it is hugely impactful. I'm sure we'll talk about it more later on, but um, yeah, great record. Great record. I, I would, also, I was just going to say, like, I've always found Kid Cudi's voice incredible because it's mm. like, it's rough but not too rough. It's soft, but not too soft. It's just like an extremely palatable voice. Um, yeah. And I think yes. that song shows it the best as well. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. It definitely... Yeah, I think it worked um, It worked in the, the first era. I think when we come to the oh, next Oh, yeah. One. Well, don't get me started Speed on the next bullet. one. <laughs> speed your bullet to the brain. <laughs> you, 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 that you, was no, such you, a good line. Oh, sure. trust me. Oh. I love a speed bullet to my head. That's oh, why I was listening to Cobain. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I had to remind myself of how to do that kind of music. Oh, man. Um, just... Kieran, were you going to say one more thing? Sorry. No, 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 no. That was it. I was going to okay. say that it gets better in Era 3. I was going to say my honourable mentions for this for this album are The Mood and Mojo So Dope. Oh, yes. Oh, Mojo yeah, that Mojo. Anthem. Oh, goodness me, man. I love that song. Mm. Absolutely love that song. Also, I, I've always loved Marijuana. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, that that yeah. weird kind of way he's Beautiful. whispering and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and this is this is where we started to get the first round of um, Kid Cudi doing that whole like, just making sounds rather than saying words, like really, yeah. really refined. Is mm. on marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other track for me that I wanted to mention it's a it's a very bait one, but it has to be said, it's soundtrack to my life. I feel like oh, when yeah, everyone definitely. heard that for the first yeah. time, it had a big impact because you're like, whoa, yeah. what is this guy saying? Mm. Uh, I, I get what you're saying but i don't know that one i thought personally it doesn't have the like longevity, the longevity. yeah like yeah. it sounds like an intro track and i'm cool with that when i listen to the album i'll listen to it but i don't go back to it outside of mm. the album no, i can't hear that i'm not gonna lie to you but with definitely. man on the moon too 
I like for this, I listened to that from top to the top to bottom, like no problem. I was like, yep, this could this could hold up today. The only yep. song that really mm. kind of aged badly was Erase Me, but that's just because I feel like Kanye was too controlling on that mm. song. Like that was a Kanye song. Yeah, I never liked that one. It's still good, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying as well. Okay, so Error 2. The song I picked was Brothers. Yeah, the synths are good. It's a, it's a nice note with that kind of weird stuttery thing that's going on the whole time. Yeah, why'd you pick it? The beat, the, the sort of, I don't know, the sort of place it puts me in. Um, the way Cuddy's verse is brilliant on the end and obviously the message of like brotherhood and sticking together it's just like the message is good and all, all in all and I don't know the song just um, hits me hits with me well really and I'm never going to pick from speeding to whatever that crap album is called so so, <laughs> just, just say. so yeah it's going to be that so yeah that's yeah. probably yeah. broke you know, my brain on... when I listened to it <laughs> it's um that that brothers tracks one of, was one of my uh, honourable mentions. Mm. It's one of the few highlights on that album to me because I felt like Indie Cup was a bit of a step. Well, was a noticeable no, step. No, it, it was a step down. I mean, it's not. After listening to Indie Cup, it it's not bad, is it? It's just it's a step down from the first two. That's a problem. Yeah, like yeah. You, you start to see the like decline. Decline. Mm. Well, no. I I want to argue that this was where he started to kind of struggle with his mental health quite a lot. Like, but we didn't know mm. publicly yep. so that's yeah. why we got this it was the, like okay he started struggling but he still made okay music and then we get to we won't speak on oh, that double goodness. album <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah speeding bullet to the brain this was the first project where he had a lot of the production credits as well he was really getting into his mm. um, beat making at the time and I think I, I listened to an interview with him saying that he was uh, he was in quite an angry place and it's kind of even in that intro track on that album, you can hear it's a bit more intense and it's a bit more aggressive mm. and whatnot. I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to, you know, which one to be positive about Paddy and that. But this this era was a bit of a slug for me. The highlight song that I've got is off of Satellite Flight, and that's too bad. I have to destroy you now. Why? Um, I, like I said, it was uh, this era. It was hard to find tracks that I like, to be honest, if I'm, if I'm frank. And um, this one, I think content wise, it kind of reflected not just where he was at, but I think how a lot of sort of maybe, maybe not the big fans, but the casual fans of Cuddy felt. Um, and he was kind of responding to that and in fair play, like in fairness to him, sorry, he you know he took a risk with the whole Wizard album, trying something different. Um, as we just said, he was you know kind of getting more into his production bag with Indicard and was kind of expressing the sort of anger and mental health issues that he was going through. But it weren't being well received, and I feel like this song was just was just responding to that, and it kind of made me think a little bit about what he was going through. Because I remember at that time I weren't really feeling Cuddy, I weren't really feeling it. Then mm. you listen to that and you're like. Okay, okay, you're still in there, and then also you got the classic hums, you got the, yeah. the the eerie production. I mean, it's a long song and it doesn't really go far enough for me. It gets a little bit boring, and then there's a weird switch at the end and all that. But um, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like it builds, no? Yeah. It builds, but then it doesn't. It's a bit underwhelming to me. To me personally. No, no, you're right. To say it doesn't go anywhere, but like 
Yeah. It just I just like the way it builds a bit, it gets a bit mm. dancey and it felt it felt almost like Kanye would have Yeah, I was gonna like say that. that. I feel like yeah. that's like Kanye. I don't know if Kanye's the um Kid Cudi's the reason Kanye sounds like that at that era. Oh no, definitely he is. A hundred percent you can hear it in everything yeah. he does. Right now he's still in like a Travis Scotty kind yeah. of bag. But like mm. yeah you could see who he was working with and how that influenced him, you know? Yeah. Mm. But were they on good terms at the time, him and Kanye, at that point? I feel like no, Cuddy was leaving or had mm. left uh, good music yeah. and there yeah, were some yeah. issues yeah. surrounding Jesus and all that. But mm. things, were, um, things were pretty shit around then for, for all of them. Do you know, there I mean? was, I read one thing, um, you know, Kid Cuddy's on Guilt Trip in yeah. the ending. Yeah. It was like some old take that Cuddy had recorded in the studio that he didn't actually want used or anything. It was like a random one take thing. And yeah. Kanye put it on the track and released it. And Cuddy was like vexed because he's like, I could have re-recorded that and sung it so much better and stuff like that. But, but I feel like mm, Kanye does shit like that on purpose. Because yeah. he's yeah. like, oh, I'm not on good yeah. terms with you, but I really want this song to come out. And he's, yeah. especially where he owns, I don't know how much of their um, catalog or whatever he owns, but I'm pretty sure legally he was allowed to do that because they were signed to him and stuff, you know? It's probably recorded in his studio, so it's like it's his work. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like and I feel like Cuddy is uh he's rapping on that track as well. Finds a nice little pocket and goes off a mm. little bit. And it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shock when you're listening to that album. You don't expect it. It's like, oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. He's going in a little bit. I, I knew from the first listen when I listened to it however many years ago now, five, six years ago, when he Susie said rejuvenated, I was like, Oh, we're about to get raps. this is is about to be some raps yeah it was like a it was a sort of brief return to form within a uh, yeah yeah uh, going off the ball a little bit that's what i mean by kind of yeah um whatever i was talking about you know what you know what these songs is the the things they're picking are putting me into a bit of a mellow vibe you know i'm a bit like (laughs) i feel like that's (laughs) but that's cuddy's whole cuddy's whole vibe that's cuddy's whole vibe that's why on your headphones you need to set it as mellow, man. That's what I did. Mm. And that took me took me to the moon, man. I'll tell you what, this era is hard to pick from, so I just went with the most obvious pick. Um I went with just what I am. Because Ooh, to um, me yeah. I knew it. I knew you To me, I, d- I didn't have anything else to pick, you know, that I that I really liked. So yeah, enjoy this little throwback. It's it's a big song. That song reminds me of uh, the summer we finished sixth form. It was, yeah, I remember it was like the yeah, middle. Yeah, it did come out. Didn't it? Yeah, it mm. came out like the mid, like no, middle to end of summer. I remember listening to it in like my car, listening to it like out, like when people were like having kickbacks and we were smoking. Everyone used to smoke back then. And yeah, that song just, it, I don't know. I wouldn't say it takes me back, but it definitely, the vibe will always hold that weight. And I felt like, that song was used in so many films around that time, which were mm. like, you know, like Project X and all these kind of films, w- which were like about the type of things. Oh, Theo's dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the things that were happening around that time kind of just kind of all were sucked into that one song. Like it, it felt like that song was... It's very off that time. Yeah, it, it but it, it it holds that time well like it it, it, it does now defo it connects still yeah yeah it definitely holds now that's for sure and it's i feel like it's the what i've got written down in my notes is uh it's um it's honest and anthemic which is like the best of 
like um era one kid cuddy definitely yeah so yeah, like the chorus is weird as well like the vocal mix and oh man the humming i wanted to get to the end but i didn't want to get to the end where he's just humming <laughs> at the end but yeah <laughs> kieran um you you said something um in the chat but uh it's, it feels necessary that king chip aka chip the rip has come up a few times man. he's been there throughout uh cuddy's career yeah, yeah, he's a, key a player. constant collaborator. Yeah. I feel like he's been on four out of the five, six picks we've made so far. Except the, the past three albums. That like Cuddy's done like Era 3. He's, mm. he's basically on the whole of Cuddy's discography. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. on my pick. He's on, well, he's been on both my picks, actually. LOL. Who else's pick <laughs> was he on? I feel like he was on someone else's uh, Theo's. Pick. He was on Theo's as well. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah, he was on yeah, my yeah, pick, yeah. yeah. Okay, God. It is Kieran. I had a one from Kieran. I was. Uh, I wanted to play. Speed and bullet to the brain. Oh no! No 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 no! I, was, <laughs> oh, I actually no. wasn't. Look, I, I like confused. That's the only one I would have picked, but I'm not. I'm not going to do it to everyone. Um, if that's what you like, that's what you like, man. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I was going to also pick "Teleport to Me, Jamie" from Wizard, mm. which I thought was the best song on the album. But I'm not sure. Like, I kind of want to get a pick me up, like um, "Immortal" on Indiegod. So I'm I'm debating between those two. Um, I think I'm gonna do "Teleport to Me, Jamie" though, just because I think I think that song's quite underrated and not spoken about enough in his discography. I'm not mad at that pick, you know. Likewise. It was listenable. Sean, Sean was really kind of irked by that pick, though. Your whole face is a bit, <laughs> a bit you know what I mean? A bit sideways. No, look, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough error to pick from, but I'm not going to act like I, you know, I like Cuddy, but I don't, I don't really... That song went bad, though. It's not for everyone. Yeah, that song's not it wasn't bad. that bad. I thought it was all right. You it, was, know? it was hitting the right notes for me. It yeah. sounds good. Dude. Yeah. I, I didn't, it's not abrasive to the ears. It's, it's chill, not the worst. It's smooth. No, yeah. exactly. Thought it was decent. Sean, Sean is like, fuck all you guys. It, it was listenable. It was listenable. It, this thing is, that, that song grows on taken. you. Yeah. I didn't like it on my first listen, mm. but... I kept going back to it for some reason because I was like, all right, that was the one that stood out on that album. I feel like maybe Sean Sean's never like wanted to like lust after somebody. Like he's just like one of them cold hearted mm. robotic it's, it's people. It's definitely a lustful song. It is. That's the thing. You never. He's, Sean's never been there. Like you know, what? I need you. You know, I want. Sean's just like, oh, fuck that bitch. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what is that narrative? <laughs> That's why he's not vibing with the song. <laughs> that was an emotional song, you know. It was, it was emotional. I don't know maybe, what she was uh, thinking. Maybe I need a few more listens, like you say. Like, I, I've not heard that album since it came out. I can't even remember the song. So. I wouldn't say to go back and listen to it. It'll make you upset. Yeah, but, um, Kieran, have you got anything more to say about that track? I think what's interesting is um, his label wanted him to release Man on the Moon 3 at that time, straight after number two. And... They were kind of blocking this album as well. So when the album came out, they didn't put this out as the single, even though like on radio, even though it was the lead single. Mm. So I feel like it would have done a lot better and we would have all known it better as well if that if the label was supportive. Okay. Yeah, it felt like a well look, he the one thing I'll give Kid Cuddy during this era is he was brave. Fio you know? gone. Wait, hold Fio's on. Dips. 
He hated <laughs> the song that much. He just Fucking fell over. Dip. He just had too much wine. <laughs> Got it now. Anyway, we continue. Um, what were you saying? Yeah, I, I feel like the, the credit I've got to give him is that he was brave and he uh, and he tried new things and he wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't shying away from really kind of wearing his influences on his sleeve and just giving other stuff a go. Um, Can I ask you something? Shame. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to take insult. Like, it's obviously like Cuddy's quite personal to you, but like, why don't you, why aren't you feeling that song? Or that song? Yeah, just like the... break, break it down, be specific. Break it down, be specific. Um, I, I mean, like I said, it's it's pretty much the first time I've heard it because I can't remember the first time I heard it. Um, it, I can't really be too specific for you. It's just, um, it's it's just not doing it for me. The 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 vocals aren't anything special. The the production's not anything, you know. Nah, this is the thing. Like, it's yeah. Fair enough. That's that's how you feel. I think personally, yeah. for me, like when you come into Kid Cudi music, there's there's like the generic kind of stuff. Like we've heard a few stuff that I feel like anyone else could make, but this is like only Kid Cudi would actually make this tune. Um, and I feel like I don't know. You kind of have to be open to his weirdness because <laughs> yeah. it is pretty weird. I, I had in my notes that um, I was going to say after Indie Cud, he went on like a journey of like ruin. And self-discovery, it's like it was like a mix of the two, because it was like mm-hmm. to a person like Sean, it was he was ruining his career, but to someone like Kieran, he was like discovering himself. And to me, I was seeing both sides of it. I was like, some of this is good, some of this needs to go in the bin. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a welcome journey for me, to be honest. It was definitely. Uh, Isn't it possible to to be open, but also just to not think something's that good? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I just like I've not once said the songs are bad. I just it did it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I literally that, the yeah. first thing I said when we the song stopped was it's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it was okay. It was alright. Oh, he's bad. Um, maybe if I listen to it a few more times, I'll I'll enjoy it more. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'd, what I'd happened for you? Ting tried to drop me out, man. The laptop died, and then what happened? Man, the thing was it's plugged called, in uh, as well. It's called low battery. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, okay, well, on to error three then. Right, uh, I want to. I, I need a pick me up. I need some some energy. So my pick is by design. Three stack. Yeah, like I said, man, it's a it's um it's a highlight and a much needed bit of energy in that project. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I Passion Pain and Demon Slam was definitely for me a um, it was a it was better than the last couple of projects at least last two or three but um, it's a bit for me personally it's a bit of a slow this one brought you back to Cuddy uh, so this track was like oh okay Cuddy's still still got it like, like the, the album itself it starts off quite good but then to me I get a bit gets a bit samey and a bit boring and then this is like a pick me up in the album um, I love the hook the beat's nice. Pharrell's obviously. I love the keys in it. Um, yeah, man. It was just, like I said. It's just it was just some much needed energy, not just sort of among these tracks that we've picked tonight, but in that album as well. Okay, nice. Who's next? I don't mind going next. Okay, I'll so, switch it up. Yeah, because I only had two picks anyway. I'll Kieran from play... Mordor. 
play love in me <laughs> play play love in me on his newest album explanations i just i find that song therapeutic mm. I, li- I like that music i feel like sean's got a very uh controversial thing to say he once again doesn't look pleased with that no no i don't i don't it, it just uh send me send me into a little uh mellow zone again man sorry yeah i thought you were gonna say send me to sleep man <laughs> no 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 it's a it's a good track yeah it's a good track i like yeah. it um it's just yeah this is a chilled one this is like i need myself a little herbal tea man or, I, f- I feel like with this one, though, he's like, because the story of the album, he's overcome it by this stage. And I feel like it's that mellow mood again, but it's in a positive way mm. instead of like that mm. lost way. You don't, you don't feel like sad for him after this song. Okay. No, I that's, you that's mean. my opinion anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like this whole era is like, is... Um, if you had to kind of split the errors into arcs, the first error was like of his career was like dealing with it was innocence, but there's trauma in there as well. And then the, the middle one is like addiction and and obviously, you know, mental health struggles. And then this one feels like rehabilitation. Like mm. he's really like on an upwards mm. trajectory at this point. And I get what you mean, it is therapeutic, yeah. Sorry, Theo, go ahead. I was gonna say Theo's Theo's pick. Theo's oh, not said pick. much actually. <laughs> Well, oh no, no, no! It was nice. No, honestly, it's no, no. Oh no, no, because I think this era is the return of Cuddy, really. Because, like, like as Sean said, I think era two was where you saw his struggles and he really started to struggle. But this is the area of the comeback, and um, and especially with his latest album, you start feeling like Cuddy is back in a place where he may, produces some of his best best work, really. Well, can produce that and get back to the heights of where he was at the beginning of his career. So I'm happy for Cuddy. The song I'm gonna pick is quite dark, but it's just I don't know. It just how can I explain it? It it, it hits with me because there's a positive there's a positive message at the end of it that he's coming out and it's the void. That's the pick. That's song yeah. I'm going to pick. Yeah, I just feel that song hits home and can hit home with a lot of people especially with the current climate and just with everything that's going on it's just a lot of people are probably feeling exactly like that and will just go into that song and feel it right at the end but like i said at the end at least there's a positive message at the end of it that it's coming out it's not all so dark obviously yes it's a very dark song but at the end you get that light that like especially when he's saying when he's saying Oh God, thank you. And it talks about like spirit actually and faith and just bringing him out of that sort of void that you're not alone. Obviously, it, especially with how it how it is with the lockdown, because there's a lot of people that are alone and they'll be feeling like that, and it's a horrible situation. But I feel like if they listen to that song, I don't know, it's, that that can help them bring themselves out of that void and they can relate to it. And I don't know, it's just it's so, it's so well done. It's so well done because you get that sort of feeling on on the song, the emotion, everything to do with about it. You getting yourself in that place and I don't know I just think it's fantastic really I think it's one of the best songs on the album so I think it's one of his best choruses he's done as well yeah it's massive like stadium chorus Mm. really Mm. yeah you're right it's got that anthem type feel to it have you listened to it in the car yet anyone no I've not listened to it it's a car track honestly I'm telling you now long journey (laughs) 
<laughs> we can where am, I, where am I going? I have nowhere to go. It's a pandemic outside, my guy. <laughs> the, the, the weekend it came out, I was uh, I had to I had to take a long trip and uh, well not a, a fairly long trip and that song was definitely elevated. It's dangerous though because you can sort fall of, into uh, the void. Get where you are. Yeah. <laughs> you could fall but into the uh, void. It's a vibe. Right. Well, um, Sam wrapping it off. Yeah, I'm picking for the new album too, but I'm going for the more upbeat kind of side of things. So uh, hopefully that wakes us all up for the end section of this. But yeah. Uh, I'm going with tequila shots. As he falls back deeper into a state. Why'd you pick it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just It felt like that song for me summed up the whole album, even though it's the second song on the album. It's kind of like he's talking about the fight in him, the war in him, like as in, you know, obviously when there's war, there's winners and losers, but there's always a casualty. And I feel like the casualty he's talking about in that fight, in that war was his career. And and then obviously the the fight and the war in him kind of, as as he was saying, as the story goes, hey, he's like, he's like, forget what's happened previously. I'm, I'm here now and I'm doing this. And um, when I was kind of doing the research for this, um, this discography, I found out that that was the first song he recorded off this album. So I don't know when he recorded it, but it must have been mm. when he'd just got to a point where he's like, cool, I'm going to, I'm going to make not better music, but I'm going to make music. That's more me again. I, mm. I, I know that sounds weird to say, cause obviously he's always making music. That's, that's him. But that, that felt like it could have easily gone on man in the moon too. Maybe even man exactly. in the moon one. It like, it just, it fit in so nicely. Yeah. That I completely agree that. with that. And um and also the humming, you know what I mean. He he brought back the yeah. classic hum, really nice and subtle. And uh, the, I, it doesn't say it anywhere on the internet, but I searched for myself. That song kind of interpolates "Swagger Like Us." Uh, Kanye West has a similar kind of thing where he's going. Aah. I could play it for you now if you wanted to hear it, but yeah, play it. it, it I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. So the bit I'm talking about is I'll play the bit from this song first. So. Once I've got some nerves. So oh, yeah. yeah. Don't think I'm not yeah. sorry. If we get to swag like us. Be the shit and a urine. Nah, nah, nah. Trying to get that Kobe number. One over joy. So, yeah, as soon as I heard mm-hmm. this song, I was like, ooh. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> taking me back, back. But I was like, I like that. Nostalgia, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, and you pieced it together because I was wondering where that was from. Yeah, it bugged me because I was walking while I was listening to this to Man on the Moon 3 and I was like, where do I know that whole dur, dur, dur thing? And I was like, mm. where do I know it from? And it started bugging me and I was in my head singing it. I'm like, what song is that? Like, it bugged the <laughs> fuck out of me. And I figured it out like two days ago. So, um, that's yeah, a that, good spot. Yeah, that's why yeah. I picked it. I think I'm ahead of genius on that one. And just on a simple one. On a, on a simple one, it, the beat just knocks. Oh, yeah. Just, oh like, yeah, big time. Gets your head going. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice track, that one. one. One thing I'd like to say about this album, the Man on the Moon 3 album, it's a good album. It's the first good album he's released in about 10 years. Let's, mm. let's be honest. I agree. That is very true. Yeah, but also, is... Kidsy Ghost, though. Didn't you like that? Uh, I mean, oh, Kanye, Kanye uh, did a bit too much on that album. That ruined yeah, it I agree with that, definitely. I think he was screaming. too... Yeah. <laughs> Get the, the, the. I wasn't feeling all that. <laughs> I, I liked Kids Seed Ghost. I like that one. It was a good moment, but it definitely that none of those songs are are, um, are are going with me. You know, I'm not I'm not taking any of them away. 
Oh really? Nah, maybe Reborn. Reborn. I think it's classic. Yeah, Reborn. Yeah, yeah Reborn. That's it. Mm. Cuddy montage. Nah, I don't. I, don't, nah. I really. Oh, I, I, I can't. I can't fuck with that. The album because Kanye ruins it in places, which is weird because he did pretty okay on Yay on his own album. He didn't. Destroy yeah, he did. His own but album. don't. But don't you feel he was rushing through like albums? At that it, was, it was. It was quick. He it was. was ju- he was quick. just like reeling off albums nonstop. Like four albums came out in that in yeah. like a four month period. No. Or th- yeah, exactly. That's, that, I think it was six even. Uh, oh I swear it was God. like six it, it or was seven. Oh, was it six? Everybody, everybody on the label dropped an album. It was Pusha, um, Kanye. Um, I want to say Kids See Ghosts. It was Nas, Nas uh, yeah. Tiana Taylor. So I think it was five. No, it's um, got to be another one. And it was all around Drake's release, and it was it was know, terrible. It was, it was really messy. Time. Yeah. We got messy some time. gold out of that, but, but we, not we got because story. Look at Pusha Seed. Every single every single beat was on point. But then I just feel like after as it went on, the bit like you could tell there was areas that were just rushed, like. Like yeah. like we talked like with Nas's album, like he thought it would work, and it just I don't know the longevity of the album just went. I mean, I liked it when I first listened to it, but then you just I don't know, just didn't sit sit right, and you can you can hear that it was I don't know. Kanye was just trying to get every single album out. You could tell he was, but he he did make some hits in those times because if you know, oh, no, you know did. that's yeah, a timeless song, oh. but it's it's Pusha's song, you know, and I guess Cuddy and him had figured out the issues, but not well enough to make good music again. Nah, Re- Reborn's classic. Reborn's classic. Love that one. Kieran. What's Kieran got to do? What? Have you What's not picked yours yet? He did. I, I, I went, uh, I went yeah, early. Kieran he went first or oh second. Oh my God. I'm, I mellowed you out. <laughs> yeah. He picked um, that, that <laughs> oh, singing. You actually did put me in a zone. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. I transported you. Took you to moon. I'm not going to lie. Say if he landed you back in bed. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah, he, he played um, Love In Me. <laughs> I know, I know, I remember now, I remember. Um, so, I guess, I feel like starting with you, Kieran, because I, I might be wrong, but I feel like you are the biggest fan out of all of us here. What do you think of Cuddy's overall discography and his career to date? Like, how would you describe it? To be honest, I think it's great. I think he's one of the most experimental artists of the past 10 years. Like, that's quite, a, that's facts. Even if the experiments didn't go well in the middle period, I feel like they had um, like side effects to other songs he made. Um, like the way Mr. Rager is so rocky, he goes into the rock element and it's like, okay, cool. It's not that great. But then he brings it all back. I feel like Loving Me is quite a rock based song just with the progressions and I'm doing my, I'm doing my monologue. Um, but, um, it's a good one. It's a good one. I feel, no, no I but, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. On a genuine one, I don't I don't actually feel like I'm the biggest Cuddy fan here. I feel like we've all got our own Cuddy that we like. Mm. Like I can see from everyone's picks what they enjoy from him. I feel like Sean might be a little bit jaded still, but um <laughs> other, other than other jaded. than that, we're all feeling him. <laughs> but yeah, that's my monologue. <laughs> um I, I guess for me, one thing I'll say is I think one when you're a Cuddy fan once, you're a Cuddy fan for life. So what I mean is, is like you said, I think we've all got certain tracks or certain, you know, types of Cuddy that we all gravitate towards more. And I feel like even though the middle of his career was, he veered off, none of us kind of just, we didn't ditch him. Do you know what I mean? It was like, okay, you know, he's going to be back one day. Or when he did release something, we would get into it quickly because it's Cuddy. Um, 
for me, like I, I agree with you. I think he's one of the most um, experimental and uh, and brave artists, especially like well, you know big name mainstream artists over the last 10, 12 years. It hasn't always worked, but you can't deny the influence, especially on the you know the the rappers that we've seen come out over the last five years, especially. There's even if it's not conscious, there's certain doors I think and barriers that Cuddy broke through. And I mean, let's put it this way: Would without Cuddy, would we have got 808s the same as it, the same as it came out to, you know, as it, you know, ended up being? Would Drake have still popped off the way he did? Well, that's what I'm about to say. I'm about to say, uh, sure. I feel like he made being a, a like an addict, like an openly functioning addict, kind of cool. Because that's what most of the new generation mm. is. They're just functioning addicts. You know what I mean? They're just well, like drunkers. okay to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what yeah, I mean. Right. Not, yeah, yeah not, not being not scared. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. actually, you can express it in your music and not fear that like people are going to judge you in a certain way. Like that, that, that's I think he definitely broke down that barrier. Yeah, he did. Because there's a lot more artists. Yeah, I think it's important to say though that vulnerability has always been there in hip hop. I mean, you go back as far as the Ghetto Boys and Scarface. Um, you know, songs like uh, "Remind Me of the Name." Sorry, the the Cuddy is the Cuddy songs have made me go all blank and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, my, my brain mind playing tricks. Are you talking about mind, mind playing tricks? tricks uh, I see, is it ne- never seen it or seen a man die or whatever? Yeah, um, I think Cuddy even said that that inspired Day and Night that song. That's um, interesting. So, so rappers have been vulnerable for as long as we can remember, but there was always like that thug element or the gangster element or the or like the mm. macho. Yeah, but I'm saying he's he's vulnerable for the whole album. He's not vulnerable for one song. Do you see what I mean? No, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's clear. Exactly. It's that, it's that, but it's also he wasn't. There was no like, but I'm still tough, or or like I'd still mm. do this. It was just this is me. Yeah, but this it's not soft. It's not soft in a Drake sense of no, like, oh, I'm I'm in my bedroom crying. Yeah, Why did you? It's it's just <laughs> bro, I'm feeling fucked up. That's what Cuddy's like. He's like, I'm mm. feeling real yeah. fucked up right now. Shit's not great, but hey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, no, no, I was just gonna say with Cuddy being like that, I feel like a lot more people were able to relate to him because of that as well, and it's credit to Cuddy really for being that brave to be able to express himself in his music like that and that's why I think a lot of people gravitate towards him because of that because like we're saying obviously yes there is vulnerability in hip-hop as we say but to be that expressive about it it just knocks down barriers because people are scared to feel that sort of way and then when they've got an artist like that oh hey like I've got an artist like that it makes them feel a certain type of way and gives them inspiration and I think Cuddy's done a lot for that and it's been great really yes the middle part of his career wasn't great but to be honest with him i can't really knock him about that because he was brave to try something he'll probably happily admit that it wasn't the right move but credit to him for trying trying a different sound and going going to that place because he wanted to see if he could do something different and if it would work and it didn't work so and now i'm happy that with this latest album that we got it's great and i'm just happy that he's back in a good place and he's coming and he's making good music so that's what I've got to say, really. I would also say I wouldn't be mad if this was his last album. I think mm. this yeah. sometimes, yeah. I'm not saying you have to know when to stop type thing, but if he were to just stop releasing music and be like, listen, I'm, I'm already rich. I'm going to go invest in some shit or build a business somewhere. I'd be like, you know what? You, you made a good, like a, a good journey here. You made a, you had a good trajectory. And also, obviously, three is normally the final of a trilogy. He's not going to do a little Wayne and be on the cards five, six, you know, be Man on the Moon nine. He's yeah. not going to do that, I hope. He does say at the end of the album to be continued, which is interesting, but maybe he's mm. just like as a never-ending journey as well. You can take it like that. Yeah. This is true. Interesting. 
Uh, I did want to say, I think he's maybe going to do a collab album with Travis. Like, oh, he is. Oh, yeah, Scots, yeah, the yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's think, confirmed. I'm sure it is. I'm looking that, forward to that. Definitely do an album. Hopefully, because yeah. like, this is the thing as well. Cuddy influenced Travis. And I feel like, I don't even know if Travis would be the same artist he is now if he didn't. I don't like, think he would. Take Cuddy yeah, style. Because yeah. like, Al Ferro's weird. And it's not like the Travis we know. But the yeah. Travis we know is actually very similar to Cuddy. Mm. Is that the tape with Upper Echelon on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah, do you know what? I'm glad you said Travis, because how could we not talk about Travis Scott when talking about Cuddy? But I think you're right. I think that we've, had it not been for Cuddy, we, we may not have even got Travis Scott. Do you get what I mean? Because he's actually came out and said that, you know, Cuddy saved my life and he did this mm. and he did that, blah, blah, blah. Whereas with, what I meant with, with a Drake is we still would have got Drake. It's just would people have been as accepting of the melodies and the and um the different type of vulnerability that Drake has shown. Mm. I don't know. Well, I don't it's know. It's Drake was always gonna be big, but he's an instrumental yeah. part. All five I would say of these people were mentioned. So five would be um Kanye, Cuddy, Drake, and this sounds a bit weird to say, but then J. Cole, Travis, right? The reason why I put J. Cole after Drake is because they came up around the same time, but they were they were talking about themselves more than they were talking about like, oh, I go bust guns, I do this. Do you know what I mean? They they were mm. J J. Cole was obviously a storyteller and whatever. He's not he's not like Kendrick. Kendrick does talk about that whole oh bust guns, shoot this, blah, blah, blah. But like J. Cole's like telling like very frank stories and, and like free stories. But without Cuddy in that kind of bridging gap between, you know, Kanye, Cuddy, then them, I don't think any of these people would have had a chance because it would have just been like, oh, Kanye West was interesting. Okay, back to gangster rap now. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like he brought yeah. stoner rap to the front of things and with stoner rap came like this whole kind of hippie vibe of like anything goes, man, you know, like fuck it. Like, mm. Well, there's Wiz Khalifa and Currency and all that that came yeah. in that time too. I, like I had staples. to get onto Wiz. After listening to Haya, yeah, I went and listened to Wiz Khalifa straight away. <laughs> <laughs> what was that mixtape again? Uh, uh, what was it called? The famous one. I've got to look it up. Now. Car, the one with car service on it, where it's this girl rolling papers on the front. No, no, no. Orange is it? Orange. Uh, oh, cushion yeah, orange juice. Yeah, yeah. Cushion don't, orange don't, juice. Don't play yeah, any yeah. of those on. Oh man. No, I'm not playing. No, I'm saying some of the songs. <laughs> some of the songs on on there, yeah, have been remixed because they couldn't clear the samples and they sound so bad. Oh, but yeah, that, that that mixtape's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man, Cuddy is um, incredibly important, I think. Incredibly important. Even if, um, you know, not all of it was for me, um, but I, I can't can't not say that he's uh, as influential as he is. This is true. But yeah, why don't we do get mad, the Scots? Like, he's actually only been active for about 13, 14 years. I know. Which is, music. Yeah. Which it's does not even... Seem- it's not that long. No, all. it's not. When well, you think of it, it's is, not that long. The thing is as well, what I didn't realise when we were listening to him, he was a fit, in terms of rappers, yeah, he was an old rapper at the time. He was like 22, 23. Mm. So, mm. realistic, maybe we caught him in that whole quarter life crisis of, of mm-hmm. the, you know, the, those other little albums. Obviously, I don't want to say midlife because I hope he doesn't die at 50 something, but you know what I mean? So, we caught him in that mm. quarter life crisis and, you know, we've all been there, been through that and it's like, if you're a musician, that I guess that's what comes out especially when you had the yeah, freedom yeah. he had at those times. It wasn't like, I don't think he was really trapped in a, a proper label deal. Like he was signed to good music then he wasn't signed to good music. So I think he was in a space where he could just 
you know what I mean? Drop some albums. Yeah. 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 That's because he left, um, I think he left his label after Man on the Moon 2. It made him like a free agent. But, th- but that's what I think that's what led to these albums because otherwise what could have happened is we could have got a forced Man on the Moon 3 and it wouldn't have been as yeah, the one we got. It wouldn't have worked. So uh, it, would, it would have been the end of him rather than like a, a kind of, well, I don't know. What's the word Sean has been using to describe it? A blip in his career? He might not have even been alive, to be honest, now, if he Ooh. had to do that. Because I don't think that was like that. I don't it know. set him on such a negative path I don't know after if, that album. I don't know if he struggled with suicide or not. I know he struggled with his... Just no, bro. Listen to "Speeding Bullet to Heaven" properly. Oh, like no, that yeah, album exactly. is actually just suicide in in yeah. in twenty something songs. It's mad. Yeah, no, thank you. Well, sir. he said um, when he was when he was on the coke a lot. He did say that part of the reason why he was taken with drugs was because he was having suicidal thoughts. And he says, "I can either do that or I can take drugs." <laughs> and he went for the drugs. So he has had them thoughts before. And he was a bit off the rails. I remember for a few years with. Sort of like calling out other artists and didn't he beef with Drake? Little, <laughs> Drake. Luke, yeah, I think Luke yeah. said told him to watch. No, it oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just about to. No, I was just about to bring that up because Lupe still doesn't forgive him for that because Lupe even like who did Lupe say that he, he could forgive? There was someone he fell out with and he's fine, but he said never Cuddy. He said Cuddy's the one. Um, Kid Cuddy's one person he could never forgive anymore because they fell out badly. Mm. So yeah. I remember Drake said something about about going rehab and all this and that, and or so, somebody said something like that. Drake it, made fun of him. I yeah. said Drake made fun of and him. And I feel like that it. didn't sit well with anybody. Everyone's like, you can't say them things, man. He's trying to get better. You know we I mean? all know Drake's a dick, though. 